coming up on the 70% Podcast. And I keep saying, I, I'm starting to say last year because we're yeah 2022. We're recording right now right. on uh, December 28th, right. 2021. Right. And this, okay. is the, this is the last podcast yeah. for the 70% show That's right. in this year. So the next time you hear us or hear our voice... Which Amy will be sitting next to me at that point. Yeah. And With a tan and a bikini. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not in a bikini because uh, it'll be too cold in January. She makes me ill. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to deep dive into any of these subjects. I wanted to kind of recap. And I'm not a gotcha. ritzy kind of guy. I, you know, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Brooklyn. Okay. Filet me young. I don't, I don't like filet me young. Uh, for Yo, the why, audio why, podcast no, people, I'm looking at him right now. Why? He's like, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> like you're coming out of it. And I'm just silly. So it's just nice. something fun that, nice. that I do and I share with my friends. This is Nothing mommy's crazy. happy juice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You come from Rylander, Wisconsin. I come from Brooklyn, New York. Right. We're in the same studio doing the same thing at the That's same right. time. And you're welcome. <laughs> See, I defer with I was getting uncomfortable here because you were about to compliment. Uh, sorry, Cassie. This Cassie, is how we did roll. You hear that? Did you hear him say you welcome? Did you hear the white Americans tell yeah, the Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm at the studio. Well, no, I'm teasing. I'm I know you are. Next year, we're gonna talk about. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about diversity. We're gonna talk about hate crimes. I mean, we, we're gonna get into that next year. So, hate crimes against transgenders. We're gonna talk about hate crimes yep. against. So, I guess it's my turn. We talked about Nate. What you think before Cassie? What you think for? I'm personally, and and I, I wish Amy was here because I'd really like to. I, I know. I know her. I well. I, I guess I can't say I know her, but I know that she's thankful for a lot. Amy is very humble. You know, and she's she's um, generous. You know, she's just a wonderful person, and I know she's thankful for a lot. So I'm just going to throw it out there for her, and she can correct me on the next podcast. If, if I she's wrong. like, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> humble or thankful. And thankful screw for you, the my no. Yeah, right. She is <laughs> one of my favorite humans. No, so. she's a, she's such a wonderful person. <laughs> I, if you wake up every day and you think about the things that you are grateful for. That makes a better day. It makes your day better. The 70% Podcast with your host, Amy Alexander and Mike Sewell. Welcome, welcome, welcome this evening to the 70% Podcast. This is Mike Sewell. Amy Alexander is actually on vacation this evening, so she will not be joining us. Uh, but we have a good friend of mine, Cassie. Cassie Donovan, how are you this evening, Cassie? Hey, Mike, I'm doing good. How are you? Awesome, awesome. I'm doing great. So Cassie is a, uh, a, a very good friend of mine. She is a, a extremely intelligent young lady, and I thought that she would be able to add to the show this evening. So here's what we're doing this evening. So since we're at the end of the year, um, we're not going to do any heavy conversations. We just came off of uh, sex trafficking. We did three shows on that. Um, hopefully, everybody got the basic idea of uh, specifically what sex trafficking is, how you know how it happens, things of that nature, so on and so forth. So we're going to try to do a light show this evening. One of the things I would like to do is kind of just recap some of the things that we've discussed this year. Um, and then I want to go into some of the things that, that we're thankful for this year. So Nate's going to join us. He's going to be a 
integral part of this discussion this evening, along with Cassie. Um, and then we're going to talk about a little bit about um, what we're going to do next year. So I'm just going to jump right into this. You know, Cassie, I, Amy and I talked about critical race theory this year. And to be perfectly honest with you, when I started out talking about critical race theory, I was staunch about the fact that critical race theory needed to be taught in in schools so that people understand where we're coming from as a nation, you know, where we've where we've come from and then where we're going. Um, However, as I, I, I dove more into that and started researching what's actually being taught in the school systems today, it seems as though it's being taught as uh, 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 people of color are at a disadvantage and then uh, white people should feel guilty for making them feel at a disadvantage and stuff like that. So I've kind of changed my position on that. And I think that that, uh, our history as Americans need to be taught in the school system. However, um, it should be taught in a way that this is what happened and this is where we are at today. What are your thoughts on that, Cassie? I agree in that aspect. So coming from more of a factual basis um, versus an emotional basis, I I think is important Uh, because otherwise it feels like you're choosing sides. Right. And that doesn't feel fair no matter who we're talking about. It pits somebody against somebody else, and that doesn't really teach except to kind of create a divide. Exactly. So I, I do agree with that. Yeah, and if we want to uh, try to bring people together in America today, I mean, you know, teaching a division is, is definitely not the way to go. Uh, what do you think, Nate? Well, you know what I loved about uh, where you, you started out with, well, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. Why are we not teaching fill in blank? Right. Okay, skip all of the content. And then someone said, well, we need to not. They're trying to ban talking about fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And what I love mm-hmm. about it is you arrived, which is part of the beauty of the show, mm-hmm. to a balance. Right. It was never about let's not teach critical race theory. Mm-hmm. It wasn't we need to mm-hmm. and only, mm-hmm. here's the key, only talk about race, critical race theory. It was we got to come to some kind of uh, consensus here. Absolutely. And that that was, it, it, am I right? Absolutely. After and, and all that's the, the shows? That yeah, was and, and that's we, the basis of this show specifically. I mean, the 70%, what we're talking, oh, so just to recap, the reason why Amy Alexander and I decided to start this uh, particular podcast is because we believe that 70% of the American population, uh, you know, uh, voting America adults agree on um, a lot of the subjects. We don't care what race you are. We don't care how tall you are, what color you are. We, we just don't care. All we care about is who is who are we going to put in office that is going to truly care about the American people and uh, uh, put us in a position where we, where we can prosper and continue to uh, um, in, in, in just p- enjoy life. You, you know what I mean? What do you think, Cassie? Uh, you know, I, I agree on that aspect too. I mean, I would say that the one thing I think is most people – 
uh, well, they want to agree and, you know, kind of live in harmony and whatnot. Um, they're, they're not always extremely well-versed. I mean, I think a lot of our opinions are formed from sensationalized stories. And so we just, we have to dig because otherwise we don't know the truth. We don't, we don't really understand issues at a, a full concept. Right. So I think that's important to try to achieve that balance. No doubt. No doubt. So that was one of the things that we talked about. We talked about critical race theory. We talked about reparations. You know, we had, we touched on that a little bit. Now I was a, a like Amy had, uh, you know, she was kind of, um, um, set in her ways when it came to there should be no reparations in the beginning. And then she came around to the fact that, okay, maybe reparations should be paid. However, they should be paid in a, a, a certain manner. And for me, fiscally I, responsible. Correct. That's, that's Amy to a T. Exactly. She has an accountant background. Absolutely. And she wants to make sure that the monies are going to the, the, the proper place in order to be used properly. And for me, it was more about education. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was more about saying, okay, reparations. Uh, okay. So here's the deal. Biden wants to pay $450,000 to people who have been separated at the border. Okay. So we're talking about illegal aliens being separated at the border. So they're coming across the country or coming across the border illegally. They're being separated from their family. And now Biden says that, hey, we need to pay them $450,000. However, we still have not paid, you know, the, the uh, 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 African-Americans any reparations for being separated, you know, f- from slavery. Okay. So my thought was, okay, let's pay the reparations. However, let's pay it in the form of education rather than saying here, you know, to, to the foundational black Americans, here's $450,000 or half a million dollars or whatever you want to call it and say, you know, here, take this money and put it in your pocket. And, you know, now you can go ahead and, uh, you know, spend it any way you want. It's my belief that when you give people who have not had X amount of dollars, whatever it may be, typically they're going to lose that money and still be in the same position in a year or two years from now in the position that they're in right now, you know, in poverty or, uh, again. However, if you empower them, you teach them how to use that money, how to properly spend that money and or invest, then you're empowering those people to excel and to grow generational wealth as most or not most. Let, let me rephrase that as a lot of white Americans have been able to do today, you know? So Cassie, Nate, chime in, tell me what your thoughts are on that. Go ahead, Cassie. Yeah. Well, well, I under, understand your, your take on that, Mike. I, I think it seems a bit unfair to try to tell someone else what to do with money that, that we'd be giving them. I, I don't know that I'd agree with that. Um, you know, how could we dictate what someone does with, said money what was the money supposed to be for i mean forgive me for not not no, no, knowing no. much about that. no it's fine i'm kind of throwing you in the hot seat here and just you know yeah. saying, hey cassie come in and talk to us you know so here, <laughs> here's the deal so when we talked about reparations so reparations you know what they are i mean uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh foundational black americans have been talking about reparations for many years and basically what that is is saying hey look 
you know, we have uh, uh, our ancestors uh, helped to build America to, to where it is today. And we were cut out, out of the equation in many different ways. When we came out of slavery, slavery, we were, you know, sent in, into many different cities throughout the United States and not giving anything to excel and or, you know, to provide for ourselves. And then Black Wall Street was burned down, things of that nature. So you have all of these types of situations where foundational black Americans have been um, kind of held down basically in, in America. So reparations are being paid or are suggested to be paid for the foundational black Americans in the United States in order to equalize the disparity between the, the, the generational wealth. Okay. Um, so with that being said though, however, if you just give people um, that, and I'm not saying that foundational black Americans don't know what to do with the money. That's not what I'm saying at all. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm an African-American myself, but you know, if we could go through my it's good hist- to clarify that, yeah, right. If we go through my, audio podcast, right, yeah. right. If we go through my history, I mean, I'm, I'm Italian and this, that, and the other. So there's a lot, I'm, I'm kind of a mutt, you know, but you know, foundational black Americans, if you go through the, if it, basically what what I'm trying to say is that when you give people who have not had um, the opportunity to grow that generational wealth, the opportunity to have X amount of dollars just all at one time, um, typically they're they're not going to know how to invest and or to build off of that. Okay. I think, Mike, uh, I think it was like episode two, maybe when we covered this, uh, and, and those of you listening, make sure you go back and free plug. Absolutely. Um, but I think where we went with was we kind of came to a consensus once again that it was the lottery effect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when you give someone who has not built wealth who has had wealth. I'm, right. I'm talking psychologically yeah no doubt it, it doesn't you know? matter what it doesn't matter where okay. you your background it doesn't matter sure. whether you're white black chinese yeah. Asian, you know whatever it doesn't matter right and that was your concern that Ex- was your main impetus and, uh, for the for the, for the exactly argument. i want yeah i want the foundational black americans to be successful sure. and in order to do that i think it's more about education rather than just giving their money so to your point, Cassie, you know, you said that, you, you know, okay, we shouldn't um, say that basically, you know, here's here's your money and here's what you need to do with it. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is that w- we need to, instead of just handing a lump sum of cash, maybe hand the cash with some education. Does that make sense, Cassie, or am I... You know, yeah, kind of like hand in, hand in hand, like it wouldn't just be used towards an education and that's it. Maybe make something conditional with an educational um, approach or introduction, introduction of some sort. Is that what you're getting at? Right. So even if we even if we said here, OK, so we're going to give every foundational black American in the United States uh, 400, say half a million dollars. OK. Mm-hmm. But in order to in order to uh, qualify 
for that half a million dollars, you have to take uh, uh, a class on um, okay. on uh, uh, finances and how to invest those finances and how to build wealth and things of that nature. You have to at least have a a, an, a foundation basically in 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 finance in order to be able to receive that money. So you have to take a you know I don't know two week course three. I, I I don't know I don't there like like uh, um, uh, Tracy said there are a lot smarter people out there than I am that can figure out how to do this. Read our guest uh, from episode uh, four or five. Right, yeah. right. Yep, yep. Tracy, thank you very much, Tracy, also for being on the show. We truly appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see Cassie's pushback though. No, I get that um, because for some reason, and I don't. I, I'm I'm just you know, thinking out loud here, there was something immediately I recoiled once we said, okay, here we go. Here's your money. However, Mm -hmm. here's what you need to do with it. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong, Cassie? Right. Yeah. It just, it it has a feeling of just dictating um, something, which is, I mean, really not what, what America is supposed to be founded on, to be honest. Um, But I I understand the concern like, Hey, we want to make sure that, um, that this is used and put to good use, but at the same time, it doesn't, it feels very conditional. And I don't think it's a matter of, and if, from my opinion, it's not a matter of here's the money, put it to good use. However, mm-hmm. here's the money and here's how to use it. Right. I could get behind something in a shorter term sense, like you were talking about. Uh, when you first brought it up, I thought you meant, um, you know, hey, here's lump sum of money. It can be used towards education. And that felt a, a bit pointed. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely would understand, you know what? Here's the money. Let, 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 let us give you some ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, let us teach you something. And then you can decide, you know, what you yeah, want to do. Like no problem. It's not bad. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So most, most Americans, um, it's not that it's, I, I'm just recapping to put a, yeah, no doubt. cap on it. Um, I I think during that episode, I think one of Amy's points. I, I hate speaking for Amy. No, no, no. Go ahead and speak for Amy. She's not here. Let's, let's talk for her. Let's speak for Amy, <laughs> our loved one. We'll, we'll let her figure it out but in the new I year. I think how much to whom, right? And that's a valid question right. for the American population. Right. And and see that that, that was her yeah, point. Yeah, her and point it was, was very valid. Who one. is so we're talking about people of color and I'm putting that in quotations. So we're talking about the, when we talk about people, of color, there's a lot of people of color in the United States that have not gone through their ancestors have not gone through slavery. Okay. So to Tracy's point, Tracy, uh, uh, yes. One of our good friends and favorite guests, Tracy Robertson, you know, Tracy's point that she was on the pod, I think show what four or five or whatever. Yeah. I think it was four. Yeah. So anyway, to Tracy's point, she was saying that the foundational, okay, and that's the key word here, yeah, yeah. foundational black Americans. So those who were, uh, uh, their ancestors were enslaved at one point or another, okay, those who helped to build America, those are the people who should receive reparations, 
And I'm just hoping I'm part of that because when you that clear. comes down, I yeah. want my hat. <laughs> well, I noticed there's something in it for Mike. <laughs> all right. All right. I need to stop being silly. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's how we roll on this show. No we doubt. defer deflection with comedy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we, we talked about reparations. That was one of the, So we talked about critical race theories. That was one of the subjects on the show. You know, we kind of touched on that. We talked about reparations. That was one of the subjects of last year. Uh, And I keep saying, I'm starting to say last year because we're 2022. We're recording right now on uh, December 28th, 2021. Right. And this is the the last podcast for the 70% show in this year. That's right. So the next time you hear us or hear our voice, which Amy will be sitting next to me at that point. Yeah. And With a tan and a bikini. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> I hope not in a bikini because it would be too cold in January. She makes me ill. <laughs> We're sitting here and Mike, Mike was running late because of, a, you know, we have a little snowstorm, a, a tiny one. And uh, she's sitting there sending photos from a beautiful beach. So I know. Shout out to Amy. Yeah, we were a little bit behind schedule today. I think oh, we were. Tw- tw- 15 minutes behind schedule this We week. are on whatever time you are. Man. There you go. There you go. I don't know why Always he's saying that, that so softly, though, Nate. You're starting to scare me. It was supposed to be poignant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Cassie, you okay over there? I'm good. I'm just hanging out, drinking my water, listening to you talk water? about. Where's your wine at? <laughs> so, Nate. I Ca- know. Uh, Nate, Cassie does it. Advent wine. Uh, uh, not podcast. What what is it, uh, Cassie? Uh, yeah, like a, plug your show. No, she she does it every year. Okay, and she's been doing this for the last couple of years now. She does an Advent wine. Um, Cassie, Just you talk review. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it started off as an Advent wine review because Aldi sells an Advent wine calendar. Yeah, and Costco. Okay, too, what, right? what is so, Aldi for for our list? Because uh, Cassie, we have gone global. Mm-hmm. We have gone global, so we need to explain what Aldi is. Well, Aldi started off as kind of the generic store where you could get things at a bargain price, I don't know, 20, 30 years, I don't even know, a long time ago. And it's kind of evolved into um, a store where you can get good bargains, but also where things are, uh, you can get organic things, um, you know, non-GMO things, um, a lot of different healthy things. So it's just a grocery chain. Um, I guess I didn't realize it was localized, but that's Aldi. Um, and then Costco, I mean, everybody knows Costco. It's like a yep. discount warehouse. Yep. Um, but they both have wine advent calendars. Um, so, you know, each day in December leading up into to Christmas, you open up a little box, uh, pull out a bottle of wine and that's what it is. So, um, okay. Aldi was, uh, I think one glass servings. Costco was about double the size. Mm. Um, but so my deal is I, I realized I hate wine. <laughs> Most wine. <laughs> and this is like, I mustered through the first week and I'm like, I, you know, I can't do it. Everything was a dry red. Like okay. how many red blends could they possibly have? But they have a lot. Um, so I actually had my mom go to a liquor store and I said, Hey mom, go find some interesting things, uh, you know, chocolate chip martinis, uh, a mixed drink, uh, whatever, but get things that don't suck and wrap them up. And, and so I've actually been 
um, unwrapping those each day instead of the wine because really? so I have a lot okay. of wine. I must like, have. Wine. I have a lot left I, over. I must have missed that. I didn't see that. I didn't see those those shows. Okay, I I need to go yeah. back and take a look at that. So. Cassie, first off, I don't. If if you haven't seen it, you need to look at it. Cassie, what what is your your channel? What is your handle yeah, out yeah, there? You plug it. Oh, I I don't even have a channel. This is just me being silly on Facebook. Once in a while, I'll put something on YouTube, um, but I will let you know when I organize myself. Okay, okay. no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, so uh, Nate. Quite Cassie's honestly, amazing. it's I like no seriously. <laughs> I I look at those and and yeah. sometimes I respond to them. Sometimes I don't. So, you know, when I say respond, I I throw a, a like or a heart or whatever the case may be. Sure. Um, but mm-hmm. forget about it. Okay, she is extremely not not only uh, educational when it comes to the wine. First off, I'm like Cassie. I don't like wine. I don't like wine at all. Like dry. I've tried red, I've tried white, I've tried sweet, I've tried dry, I've tried all kinds of wine. I am not a wine guy, okay? I'm just, just not. And, you know, I, I, I don't have a palate for it. And I'm not a gotcha. ritzy kind of guy. I, you know, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Brooklyn, okay? Filet mignon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like filet mignon. Um, for Yo, the what, audio what, podcast no, people, I'm looking at him right now. Wa- He's like, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> like you're coming out of <laughs> Wagyu steak. It's not my thing. You know, I like my steak to fight back. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I want a T-bone or, or a ribeye or something like that, you know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, basically, I understand exactly what Cassie is saying when she says she's, you know, not into the wine thing. So tell us uh, uh, real quick. Okay, tell us a little bit about what your mother has done for you, Cassie, and how that has worked out. So she has found a bunch of interesting things that she knows I would enjoy. Flavorful things, um, you know, alcohol, uh, hard liquor. <laughs> Let, <laughs> um, let's mention that we are in Wisconsin, so we, we that's the uh, alcohol and it's capital of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and she's wrapped them up. And so each, each day, uh, towards the, the end of the evening, um, my little guy, I've got a, um, a son, a five-year-old. He's like, let's open, let's open the drink, mom. So, <laughs> Go on up, yeah. over there, little yeah. one. Mom, open up mommy's drunk. booze. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we just try to, well, he opens it and I try different things and, um, enjoy them or don't enjoy them and i'm just silly so it's just nice. something fun that nice. that i do and i share with my this friends this is Nothing mommy's crazy. happy juice <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and she gives Here's a good juice box. she just she she makes it uh lively and yeah. funny and oh we gotta and, see this now yeah forget about it what, what we'll do is we'll you know what we'll bring her into the studio one day with yeah. her wine and we'll just kind of talk about it. And right? we'll have like Jenny or somebody put that or in we'll, the, yeah, something yeah, underneath. Yeah. So no your doubt. Facebook yeah. is no going to explode here. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that one day. You got it. Yeah. Do some blind taste testing for everybody. I like it. I like it. All right. So, so another thing that we talked about last year, and, and I'm saying last year because we are very close to 2022. So another thing that we talked about is equity versus equality. That was a good episode. Holy that was a tough episode. Like that was a lot of to, changing minds. Forget about it. To try to explain, to try to understand equity mm-hmm. and 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 you know versus equality. 
You know? Sure. And we did the and definition then, of equity, which is uh, equality of opportunity versus equality. And most people no. uh, didn't know this. Equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome mm -hmm. is typically the two sentences, parallel sentences that right. come up. Right. And, th and that was one of the things that, that stumped. I mean, yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm a scholar or anything like that, but it stumped me. I'm like, okay, e equity, equality, you know, and I'm I'm kind of on the fence there, you know. It sounds so, good, right? You right. say equity, and so, you go, oh yeah, right. Of so, so what should we have be? for people in the United States? Should we have equity, or should we have equality? You know, here's the thing with equality: not everybody wants to be equal. Not everybody wants to, you know, be a multimillionaire. Some people are happy with not having millions and millions of dollars, you know, and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And some people are happy with having millions and millions of dollars, and there's nothing wrong with that as well. Our country you know? was founded on, if I'm not mistaken, on the I have opportunity Correct. to go forward with, you know what I'm saying? With whatever my dreams. Whatever my dreams, it just don't get in my way. Exactly. That's basically the American way. Exactly. <laughs> Don't get in my way. Exactly. And then there's equity. And that kind of the definition. I don't know, Cassie, what do you think? I mean, we can listen to the podcast and replay it. <laughs> we have Cassie on here, the wonderful wine lady. Um, you do it. <laughs> you got it. Well, equity, I mean, it's mainly meant to address, you know, imbalanced social systems. So that doesn't always end up um, with justice. Right. Um, there's there's actually a meme. Have you ever seen this meme of uh, an apple tree and two people on opposing sides of it? I've seen it a bunch of times. Um, but it kind of addresses, you know, inequality versus equality versus equity versus justice. Um, it's something that, you know, I will send to you because it's, it, it puts everything kind of in a picture format and it really helps explain some of this to people. So. Yeah, give, like, give give us, us a, a visual, yeah. uh, uh, Cassie, to you know help you us out it. here. All right, so there is an apple tree, right? And there is there are two people on each side of the apple tree. Um, the apple tree is leaning far over to one side, right? So that's inequality. Um, when there's unequal access to opportunities, right? Correct. It's all the apples are falling on one side. One person gets tons of them. The other is left with nothing. Sure. Gotcha. Then there's equity. And in that picture, um, each person has a ladder, right? Um, one person has a short ladder because the tree is leaning towards them. They can reach it more easily. And the other person has a taller ladder. So they can also reach it. Equity is custom tools that identify and address that inequality right okay gotcha then equality is supposed to be so equality shows um the same size ladder on each of the tree each sides of the tree so that's evenly distributed tools and assistance right each person gets the same thing but the thing is it still doesn't help one person because the tree is farther up mm, gotcha and then there's justice and that's fixing the system to offer equal access to both tools and opportunities. And so that is actually taking the tree, right, and kind of tying it down so it's not leaning so far over to one side anymore. It's, it's now in the middle. 
Right. So there's a whole bunch of different ways to think of it, but I guess I think, you know, equality is really, you know, everyone having the same thing, but some people are farther ahead. You know, they can reach that apple tree because of the things they already have. Right. And that's when we talk about generational wealth, we're talking about, uh, the, um, let's call them foundational white Americans who have foundational wealth. They have not foundational, generational wealth. Okay. So they have been um, in a situation where their grand, their great grandparents who, who had, who owned land, who owned property, who has passed that down from generation to generation. And then when it comes to foundational black Americans who have not had that same opportunity. Am I hearing that correctly, Cassie, or am I? You got it. You got it. Here's my thing. You know, I have, I was born. Okay. So, and and we've talked about this before and Mm -hmm. and there's several podcasts where you'll hear me say where, where I originated from. I was born in, in, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I spent um, several years in my my high school years in the uh, Northern California, the Oakland, Richmond, California area, um, and mostly the the and I'm putting this in quotations the ghettos of the United States. Okay, um, for me to be able to, um, and and I know Jenny is going to kill me for this. <laughs> Because she she always says just because you could do it doesn't mean everybody else can do it, but for me to be able to to make it out of um, those harsh you know situations and to achieve you know the the amount of success that I've been blessed to be able to achieve these days, um, I I really don't feel as though everyone can't do this. The United States is set up in a situation so that if you want it, mm-hmm. you can have it if you choose to have it. Am, am I wrong, Cassie? Nate, t- tell you're, me. You're am not I wrong? wrong. No, but the thing is, Mike, it's probably harder for you than it is for many people. You know, it's it's harder for some people than it is for others. It does not mean they can't make it. Okay, so it does you're not saying mean it's, it's impossible. You're saying it's harder for me because I'm I'm uh, 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 African-American? Is that why you're saying it's harder? In general, I mean, compared to, yeah, compared to your average white person, you probably have to work a little bit harder. <sighs> I think anybody would. And quite honestly, and Cassie, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like extremely candid here. I have not felt that. I have not felt as though. Well, how can you compare yourself, what what you've already done, you know, to something you haven't done though? So you you're saying that you just have a strong work ethic. You're saying that if ethic. if if my work ethic was in a white body, then I would be further ahead than I am right now. Is that what you're saying? Not well, no, not at all. But there are probably some hurdles that you would go through um, that you know, your average white person would find a little bit easier. But how, you know, how would you know that necessarily, you know, because you're, you're you, you're yourself. Um, but I'm, that's I'm, one of the biggest things with equality and equity. See, it's a, it, it's, it, it's, 
it's too ethereal. It's too we're guessing, and that's I think right. what we've what we've right. come to terms with on right. this podcast. Exactly. It's too vague, right? Even though it sounds concrete, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I don't think. Well, um, here's the thing, Nate. But it's, it's you and I. You around. and I are sitting in the same studio. You come from Rylander, Wisconsin. I come from Brooklyn, New York. Right. We're in the same studio doing the same thing at the That's same right. time. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> See, I defer with, I was getting uncomfortable here because you were about to compliment. Uh, Sorry, Cassie. This Cassie, is how we did roll. You hear that? Did you hear him say you're welcome? Did you hear the white Americans? Tell yeah, the right. <laughs> I'm at the studio. Well, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I know you are. I'm being so. I'm being so do I. We have the same person. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, keep going with that. I'm sorry. No, I, just, no, I, I, I get totally what you're saying, Cassie, but I, I'm not. I am not. I, I'm just not sold on it. I'm just not. I. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You say you're guessing because you've decided there's nothing concrete. Have either of you really looked into it and tried to find different resources? Instead of just a guess, I I, I can only go off of my experiences. To be okay. to be that, perfectly honest with you, that's now fair. I know um, I have several um, black, uh, or let me rephrase that, foundational black Americans friends in Northeast Wisconsin who uh, concur with my assessment. Um, we have, we have had long discussions, you know, these are guys that I get together with, you know, uh, once a week or, you know, once every two weeks we sit down, we have discussions on what we're going through, what we've been through, things of that nature. They don't feel, they don't feel as though they've been oppressed. You know, I, I understand that there are, um, some situations in the United States where uh, people of color have been oppressed or treated indifferently. I just, it, just here in Northeast Wisconsin, I, I don't, I don't see it. And the people that the African Americans who I associate with here in Northeast Wisconsin, excuse me, have not felt the same thing. You know, and, and I just, I don't know, and and I and I tell everybody this. Now I have a, a friend of mine, a, a very close friend of mine, who lives in Chicago now, and she she explains to me all the time that Mike, you are, um, you've been blessed because you haven't had those experiences. However, there are people in not in the city that you live in, and also here in Chicago that have had those experiences, sure. and so I. I I understand that it happens. I just don't think it's as widespread as the um, mainstream media would make it out to be. Okay. And it, but that's also coming from a very small sample size. No it, doubt. No doubt. I yeah, agree. So, um, I don't know. I just, I guess I would say before, you know, just on a personal level before coming to a conclusion, you know, maybe try to look into something like that to see how more widespread it could be. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a guess. You, 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 you're correct. You're correct. And maybe that's something that we can we can uh, dive into next year. 
we're coming up on the end of the year and I did, I really didn't want to get into a lot of deep discussions. I just wanted to kind of stave over some of the, the different discussions as we that we've had. But you bring up a very good point and um as we dive into this next year, I definitely want to bring you back in on this discussion. Awesome. Some of the things that we've also talked about was the Ridding House. We talked about Ridding House. Now Oh boy. Yeah, we No, did. here Nate, here's the thing. When when I first started looking at this case, I said that Rittinghouse brought a firearm across state lines and he used that firearm to um, protect himself, quote unquote, against people who were trying to harm him. And at the very least, he should be prosecuted for bringing that firearm across state lines. I was incorrect in that assessment. I was incorrect in that statement because it turns out that his father lives in Kenosha. Is it Kenosha or is it uh, Racine? Kenosha. Kenosha. Okay. So his father lives in, in, in Kenosha and he had, he went, he came across state lines. However, he went to his father's house. He took the firearm from the Kenosha um, household and he went down to protect um, the businesses in Kenosha and Amy and I put together a group here in Green Bay to protect the businesses downtown Green Bay thank God we didn't have to go down there to to, to help out you know to do anything about sure that it wasn't a militia of some Ooh. sort it was just concerned right. citizens protecting right. property here's the thing I'm, I'm, I'm from I, Brooklyn, okay? My my home is not Green Bay, Wisconsin. My home, like in my heart, is Brooklyn, New York, okay? However, I live here in Northeast Wisconsin. I'm not going to allow people, Antifa, or any other outsiders to come to Green Bay, Wisconsin and start tearing up this city in the name of social justice, okay? We don't have... Do we have a problem here in Green Bay with racism and things of that nature? Possibly. It, possibly. Okay? Because I've heard it happen. You know, from people sure. that I, I associate with have said that there's a, there's an issue. There's a small, you know, there's an issue. Like Cassie said, uh, yeah, we'd have to look at the larger sample size. We'd have to look at the numbers. No doubt. We're not social psychologists or police officers or anything. Exactly. Exactly. However... Um, I'm still not going to, to allow people to come into my city and destroy it, okay? So we put together a group of people, just like Rittinghouse did. He went down to, to, to protect his, his the, you know, the, the property of the people that lived in that, in that city. Once I watched the videos, I concluded that I would not have been as composed as he was in order to sh just shoot, just fire upon the people that were attacking him to protect myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel it's right now. Like I'm not like in the heat. Don't know until no you no doubt. Cassie, what do you think? I'm, I mean, I'm not in the heat in a moment. I don't yeah. know the situation. Mm -hmm. However, I, I still think that the the jury was were correct in their assessment of acquitting him on those charges. 
What are your thoughts? I absolutely agree with that. Uh, when I when I first you know heard of what had happened and saw a social media video, it was only a partial clip, you know, and and it showed it showed the aftermath, you know, of of something. It showed people chasing and, and saying he he shot somebody, you know, and um and and a mob going after him and then him attacking. Um, well, not attacking, excuse me, um, you know, firing in response to that. But there was a whole beginning that we didn't see um, at first that I feel like a lot of people didn't see either. Uh, you know, there's several videos, several different uh, points of view. And I feel like what the media, you know, did, they, they took both points of view and sensationalized them. And, mm-hmm. you know, people don't, do their own research and if they didn't watch the trial and and hear these things and see the examples and hear the testimonies you know it unfortunately yeah i don't i don't think they should be taking sides because that's that's not you know a a complete picture and i you know i think uh rittenhouse you know he was being chased and it was dark and someone was coming at him and yes, he was armed and, and he had, you know, he had someone coming at him. I would be terrified. I would feel oh like my, my life was in danger. Forget you know what it. I mean? He yeah, thought no. he was cornered and, and, and fired back to protect himself. And the worst thing that could have happened happened. And then exactly. he ran away. And again, a mob of people, someone coming at him with a gun. And, and the guy even said, you know, Rittenhouse only shot after the gun was pointed at Rittenhouse's head. I mean, I'd be terrified. I'm surprised he kept his composure, too. Mm-hmm. At 17 and, years old. Right. To be right. able to it's, run from a mob of people insane. who are saying, kill him, catch him, blah, 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 blah. You know, and to only fire. So you're laying on the ground. Your 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 firearm is pointed towards these people, and you're only firing upon those who actively are attacking you. Is a hell of a lot more than I truly believe that I could have done at that time. Same, absolutely. I don't think I would have been able to to compose myself at all. <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked um, that he did. And, you know, hearing half truths and the media kind of mm-hmm. taking a story and running with it, you know, that really just puts an idea, a story in someone's head. And, and that's what they, they run with, you know, no unless they're watching the trial and hearing the different things that they, they miss. Let me ask you a question. Speaking of that, what do you think about the media today? Like, do you think the media is, uh, balanced news as they try to portray, or do you think that they are swayed in one way or the other? Not at all. I mean, they're looking for a story. They're looking for a story, and I mean, that's how they stay in business, you and, know. And what is that Who's story? Watching? Whatever the people want. Yeah, and specifically. Whatever the people want to hear. In, in, in my opinion, the story typically leans towards whatever is going to divide the masses specifically white and uh, 
uh, people of color in the United States. I can see that. Whatever the drama is, I mean, if, if people are going to talk about it, the media is going to report on it. No doubt. And they're going to choose a, a side. Um, it's, I feel like, very rare to see balanced coverage nowadays. I agree. I agree. So I'm going to sum it up right there. I'm sorry to cut you off. I I truly apologize. I I just, I, no, I just didn't want to get into, you know, I don't, I don't want to deep dive into any of these subjects. I wanted to kind of recap um, some of the subjects that we've gone over this year, which was critical race theory, equity versus equality. We talked about reparations. Um, We talked about the Rittinghouse case. Um, the last thing that we spoke about was human trafficking. I don't know if you caught that episode or not, um, but the last thing that we we discussed was uh, human trafficking. And, you know, one of the things that the, the there was a, 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 a friend of mine that who brought up a subject about human trafficking that kind of made me, he made me stutter step. You know, he made me stop and think a little bit. There are people who actively involve themselves in uh, human trafficking um, willingly. You know, so it's not necessarily that they they involve themselves in, you know, quote unquote, human trafficking, but they decide to themselves that, hey, I'm going to be a call girl or a prostitute and or a you know, pimp or whatever, you know, so let's just take, let's just take uh, Las Vegas, for example, or Nevada, for example, I should say. It's legal in Nevada to be a prostitute. People who go to Nevada to, to, to engage in those um, businesses or, you know, whatever, they decide that, hey, this is what I'm going to engage in. This is who I'm going to be. And this is what I want to. And they make a hell of a lot more money than I make annually, okay? Um, so what he said to me was like, Mike, how do you differentiate the the people who, uh, I, I guess what he was saying, the, the so what we did was we put sex trafficking in such a broad spectrum that we're not, um, we're not, uh, basically taking out the child trafficking from the people who decide that this is the 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 uh, career that I chose. And it started with the trial, you know, from the uh, Jeffrey Epstein right. saga trial mm-hmm. that, that was top of mind. It brought it up. We no talked doubt. to a conservative, uh, former conservative talk show host, Bill May. Bill. Which, yep. yeah, which we still have the lost tapes. That's going to be fun in 2022. <laughs> but it, we, and it led into Sergeant Wilson from the Brown County Sex and Human Trafficking. Real quick, Bill. And the, yeah. Sergeant. I truly appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you very Paula much. Paula was the Paula, cap. yeah, oh, Paula she's was. She's the one oh, who said. About it. Paula was the one who pointed out this is like Michelle's drugs. I hope I said that right. You, yeah, yeah. You I notice how I skirted yeah. the line, right, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michelsky. But Paula so, was Paul, the yeah. one who pointed out that, uh, to your point, Michael, is that um, it's it's a drug that you can sell mm-hmm. it just happens to be human 
Exactly. You know what I mean? And exactly. It, it was the most. And you could sell it. It was over the heaviest. Over it was the heaviest three episodes we've ever done on Forget the show. Forget about it. Oh my god! It, I, it haunted me. Some of the stories and everything. Anyway, Cassie, what yeah. are your thoughts? I, I feel like human trafficking. It, it's really only trafficking if you know someone's forced or coerced into it. Uh, other than that, I mean, sex job or you know people in Las Vegas. I mean, if if they want to do that and, and people want to buy, I mean, then I wouldn't say it's, you know, career choice that, that I'd be comfortable with personally, but I wouldn't consider that trafficking. We continue to lump all of that together. And that's what's whitewashing the whole industry. And that's why people are not talking about it because we lumped it all together rather than separating it out consensuality maybe that's your point cassie consensuality versus i mean these are almost two entirely different topics with sergeant wilson paula and bill lemay's point was that Mm -hmm. the horrors of and it's happening uh and we kept mentioning it again and again this is almost like a movie that happens far far away it couldn't possibly happen in a small town like green bay wisconsin or in Raleigh, North Carolina, you know, in a city, you know, that size and things like that. No, it it happens, you know, and we don't want to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. But, I mean, some of the details, right. you know, it was almost two different things, like Vegas legalized prostitution versus children as young as, what What did Sergeant Wilson say, as young as like six or seven. I mean, it just haunt as a father and Michael, you're a father. I don't care. You're a human. Listening to that, you're just what is happening? You're horrified. Here? Oh, it's it's a horror show that no one is talking about. Well, not no one, but you know what I mean. Not enough, right? You know, and the weird thing is too. Uh, you know, you mentioned you know not a lot of people are talking about that. Well, I agree, they're two very different issues. Um, so if they're lumped together, I mean that's a problem, absolutely. But yeah, it, it happens in small towns, and it's almost like it disappears. I went to school with a guy who was a principal in Wisconsin mm-hmm. and had a, a family and, you know, all these wonderful things in his career happened. And, and all of a sudden, I mean, he was involved in child sex trafficking. And, and all of a sudden, the story disappeared. I don't know what happened to it. Race and sexuality are pretty taboo in this country like you don't want to talk about those things you, right. you know what i mean well it's terrible in the moment you do it's like, hey hush don't don't talk about that right sex is private we keep it out of the public uh sector and sphere um you're not going to get elected if you talk about anything <laughs> like you know what i'm saying uh, no. you're going to get canceled unless it's and then on the opposite side unless it's just prurient sexuality and selling sex that it's so it's one or the other but the rest in the middle are just it, we're not going to discuss this because it's yeah. uncomfortable i i have a daughter yeah. you do too i don't want to talk do. I about have, i have two daughters a teenage daughters. little girl mm-hmm. you know ugh. yeah no doubt no, no it it was the ickiest well but cassie most has, important. A, has a daughter as well yeah you know i, I think your daughter is as old as my daughter right cassie they're both the she's same, 16, 16 years old? and a yeah, half. Yeah. 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 And it so was the boys. She's got pepper spray. 
and yeah, that, forget you know. about it. Forget about it. Brass <laughs> knuckles and a gun and pepper spray, baby. <laughs> she's almost nineteen and she still has the pepper spray. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. All so. right. So, so th- those are some of the things that we talked about this year. Next year, we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about diversity. We're going to talk about hate crimes. I mean, we dived mm. into that just a little bit last year, but we're going to Touchdown, really, yeah. yeah, no, just we're going to get into that next year. So hate crimes against transgenders. We're going to talk about hate crimes yep. against, you know, different color. You know, What does it mean? Is there, some people say, is there such a thing? It's either a crime or it's not. What's the definition? What's the line of demarcation between a crime and a hate Crime. Exactly. Exactly. And and here's you know I'm just gonna touch on this real quick. In my opinion, when you talk about crime in general, it's a crime. Whether it doesn't matter who's who it's against, okay. And they should all be treated equally. But we'll talk about that again next year, okay. And we're gonna talk about let's go, Brandon, next year. <laughs> the what? race car driver. Awesome. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we're going to dive into that a little bit more. Um, and we're going to talk about white supremacy next mm. year. Mm-hmm. We're going to dive into that. So here, here's Hard the thing. conversation. Nate, Nate, here's the thing. In my opinion, white supremacy is not as prevalent as it used to be in the United States. However. How dare you? We'll, we'll save that for next year. What are your thoughts, Cassie? I'm I'm interested. I can't wait to hear more about all of this stuff. I love it. I love it. Okay. And we're going to talk a little bit about slavery next year. So before we end this show, Nate, I want to ask you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, pop question. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. We've had a long, hard year. Okay. Yes. We came off of COVID in 2020. Yep. You're okay. a survivor of COVID. Yeah. yeah I, I, did go th- I did go through it. Yeah. 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 I am, I am a survivor. I have the anti- pretty sure I was antibodies right now. Had it, yeah. No doubt. So, twenty twenty one. What are you thankful for this year, Nate? Like, don't just give me the 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 the. No. And I'm not and, and I'm not we being racist by saying this. I'm we not going to say whitewashed or whatever. Give me the true. Like, what are you truly thankful for this year, Nate? Yeah, and this is unrehearsed as I clear my throat and buy time. Um, <laughs> it's an old trick. So, um, so, so Cassie gets a lot of time to think about. Yeah, this, I know right? she's it, right. I can just see it through the board right now. <laughs> All right, so now I bought you some coming time. Out I bought you some time. Body. Let's go, Nate. All right. Um, I, of course, I'm thankful for the fact that uh, my wife, my daughter. My family and friends are are healthy, you know, when you experience, and I hope uh, no one does, and those that have, you can relate when you have a terminally ill parent pass away, and I know it's been, you know, five years now, but I still think about her, and at her, at the tail end, and I never, I, I never forgot that, you know, watching her, watching her body betray her is the best way, she seems... My mother seems like, I always say it, say it this way, my mother seems like a really wonderful, fantastic dream, and I woke up when she died, you know? And so I, that I, that was the first thing that struck me as soon as you asked me that question was health. 
And I probably should be, to, and every year we get to do a do-over. Actually, every day we get to do a do-over. No doubt. No doubt. But I want to take care of, I want to take better care of myself. You know, that's kind of my, not to do the resolution thing. But every year I kind of, you know, it's, that's what the end of the year is, I think, for humans. is sort of a reflection, just like this show. So anyway, that's no me doubt. waxing eloquent about what I'm grateful for. Health, that everybody's upright. We're and all good. Wonderful, wonderful. Quick question before before yeah. we move on to Cassie. Next year, yeah. what do you hope for? I hope to continue to do this. When I started Dizzy Course, where we're at, this is Dizzy Course Studios, where uh, this wonderful show takes place. It started on a kind of a whim, kind of a, a dare from my other uh, buddies, radio pals um i want to develop shows i i was always one foot in the door of academia i was always one foot in the door of a radio station studio and i and we finally have the technology to do both and so and that's hence all of the and it's hard work and who knows you know if it's gonna succeed but i i really do i look forward to the next year of shows and and watching to be honest not to be condescending but watching you and amy grow on this show as broadcasters i always knew you you guys were interesting and wonderful humans but i love it i love watching i love watching other people flourish so that's my two cents i love it i love it cassie two things i am thankful for i would say uh, the first is, you know, I was watching a show called Midnight Mass on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, explain it. Wonderful show. Quick. Give us a give us quick. Midnight Mass. Um, it uh, basically, you know, talks about kind of religion and and afterlife, and um, there were two really moving speeches that talked about uh, death, what happens when we die. Um, and they're only a couple minutes long a piece. Uh, one is, I don't know, somewhere you know, midway in the series, and the other is at the very, very tail end. I think it ends. Um, and it's you know, two characters, um, and they had asked each other, what do you think happens when we die? And their speeches um, you know, really moved me. And, you know, got me thinking um, things that I've already thought, but they put it so wonderfully into words. Um, and ever since then, um, I'm really wrestling with just existence in general, you know, and what happens, um, what happens when we die. And I can just tell you not to go on and on. Um, one thing I'm really, really thankful for, no matter what anybody believes, um, is just that I exist. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just me and my family that that were here at all. That I was made. Um, that I can think. The age old human question. <laughs> yeah. You know, Why uh, are we here? Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. I mean, if you oh, think about gosh. the vast universe, okay, and and I'm not going to try to get too deep here. Mm-hmm. But if you think about the so the universe and and how vast it is, how big it is. In comparison to us, I mean, we're kind of ants. It even right. even smaller than that. on an ant. 
Correct. A follicle. In, com- in comparison <laughs> right. to the universe. Sure. It doesn't you know? help, though, and- with my day, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the human dilemma, right? I mean, we always think we're so much bigger than what we truly are. But that's all we know. If you just, if you just look at the earth in general and think about the speck that we are as human beings on this on this planet and then expand that to the our our uh, solar system and then to the universe and then to the multi universe I mean forget about it mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean we we become right. so insignificant so I I get what you're saying Cassie right you know, trying to love the most while I'm here and appreciate it because I think so many of us forget. So just really trying to appreciate it and knowing that this is not, this is not going to last forever. No doubt. That's, that's, you know, one of the biggest things I'm thankful for. And then the other thing is that that I have a home and that I'm, I'm warm and I'm comfortable. You know, we have homeless people that we pass by in stores and on the street and in churches and in libraries. And a lot of times, you know, people don't even realize they're mm-hmm. passing someone who doesn't have a home. Um, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I spent Thanksgiving in California and with with my, my youngest daughter, Olivia and I. And and I don't think she's seen it as 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 I did because I grew up in, in, in well, I, in my high school years, okay, in my formative years, I grew up in in California. And the, the amount of homeless people that are living in their tents and campers and stuff on the side of the road, you know, you, you don't see that here in Northeast Wisconsin. You don't see that. But there are people that are literally living in tents in California on the side of the road, right off the highway as you're driving by. Can so, I ask you, what did here, Olivia say? You. And and that's the dad. Did she just uh, look at you like, Dad? What uh, is this for real? No, she. <sighs> the sad part about it is, I don't think she really truly understood. Okay. The magnitude of what was happening. You, you know, I mean, she grew up in in an area where she doesn't see stuff like that. It's the silent and hidden, right in the shadows, right. So when she when she was able to to see it, I don't think it really hit home for her. I don't think she recognized it. However, I came from that environment, but there weren't that many homeless people when I came when I when I transport you know when I came to Wisconsin, and to go back to that environment and see that many homeless people was sh- to me was shocking. It was, uh, forget about it. Anyway, long story short, to come back. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, Yeah. we need to tackle, that's another subject that we need to tackle here on the 70% podcast, uh, the homelessness in the United States. So, so I guess it's my turn. We talked about Nate, what you're thankful for, Cassie, what you're thankful for. I'm personally, and and I I wish Amy was here because I'd really like to, I I know, I know her. I, well, I, I guess I can't say I know her, but I know that she's thankful for a lot. Amy is very humble, you know, and she's she's um um 
generous. You know, she's just a wonderful person, and I know she's thankful for a lot. So I'm just going to throw it out there for her, and she can correct me on the next podcast. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> humble or thankful. And thankful screw for you, my Yeah, right. <laughs> She is one of my favorite humans. No, she's so. a, she's such a wonderful person. <laughs> I is. so personally, I'm thankful, and I have to say this: I'm I'm thankful for my children. Okay, so one of the things that I do every morning, or I let me rephrase that: one of the things that I try to do every morning is wake up and discuss what I'm thankful for. Now, I'm a Christian. Okay, so I I call myself a Christian because I believe in the foundations of Christianity. Okay, not because I'm a Bible thumping kind of Christian that beats you over the head of you know you're wrong because you're gay or this that the other. That's not that's not the guy I am. I believe in what Christ said to love everyone as as I have loved the church, which is to die for the church. Okay, I believe in love thy neighbor. Period. Okay, right. So, as such, one of the things I do is when I wake up in the morning is I think. Um, my maker, I thank God, and that's what I believe in, okay? So if you believe in Buddha or Allah or whatever, it's fine. I don't care, whatever. I believe in God. I thank God for um, everything that I have, everything that I am, and I thank God for my children. I thank God for the the, the things that I have in life, the, the materialistic things that I have in life. I thank God for my being, who I am as a person, um, my education, when it comes to, when I say education, I'm not talking about the traditional education that you get from school system. I'm talking about the learned education that I got from life, the wisdom that I have achieved. Wisdom is a great word, yep. yep. Right, that I have achieved um, from living the life that I have lived. You know, I, I come from a situation where I wasn't, um, I, I'm not supposed, if you look at it from a statistical standpoint, Okay, from being a, a foundational black American, I'm supposed to statistically, I'm supposed to be um, dead or in jail. Coming from Brooklyn, New York and Oakland, California, I'm supposed to be dead or in jail if you based it on statistics. So I thank God for not being in that situation and being able to raise my children in, in an environment that they're able to succeed and grow and prosper and have what I didn't have as a child. You, you know what I mean? I grew up in a situation where I didn't have parents that guided me in, 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 in what's, um, you know, right or wrong. Don't get me wrong. My mother did the best she could with what she had. Okay. She was a wonderful woman and she did everything that she could to raise two boys who were not great kids. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry mom <laughs> yeah. right right exactly. right okay so it's not her fault it's just that she didn't she didn't have the tools to 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 uh um to give us what we should have had you know quote unquote you know it you know in in growing up so i thank god for all of those things and so in 2021 i have been able to um leave my full-time job that I had. So I thank God for that. Um, and become a full-time realtor. And I thank God for that. To help the customers, to help the people that I've been able to help throughout the year to, to succeed and to achieve their dreams. 
I thank God for those situations as well. So that's my thankfulness for the year. You have an attitude of gratitude. Yes, I, I try to wake up with that every day. That's, I, I, you know? I'm th- thank you for reminding me. I shall do that every day. I forget, you know, here's the, here's the thing, more. Nate. Yeah. One, of, one of the things that we forget to do, we wake up. We, there's so many things to complain about. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's Cassie, a chime in it's here really and tell me if I'm habit. wrong. There are so many things to complain about in this in in this world. I mean, every day something's going to happen that you can complain about. It's the default position of the human brain for some reason. No doubt. No doubt. Right. However, if you wake up every day and you think about the things that you are grateful for, that makes a better day. It makes your day better. Just to think about the things that you are grateful for that day prior to starting the day. So when those stressors come to you throughout the day, because they're going to come, you're going to have days where you're not feeling the greatest. You're going to have days where your health is not the greatest. You're going to have days where people in general are trying. (laughs) You're going to have the... But when you start out the day being grateful for the things that you have, forget about it. It makes a much better day just to start out that way. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. That'd be five dollars. Um, it'd be five dollars. Here's a tip. Um, <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I mean, we wake up and and we're tired. We're cranky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, I'm out of creamer. Uh, whatever it is. And we forget those things. A oh, lot yeah. of the things we take for granted. For you, Cassie, to be out are. of wine. <laughs> I don't care about the wine. I'm Actually, teasing you. Mom, you got the wrong <laughs> one. <laughs> right. No, seriously, no. <laughs> don't take my martinis. <laughs> but no, no. we forget, you know, we've got friends who've lost children mm. or who lost mm. a job mm. or whatever terrible thing. And, and man, are we lucky sometimes, and we forget. Yeah, we should be thankful. Yeah, and it's the small things, Nate, Cassie. It's the small things. Like, honestly, I wake up and I say, you know, God, thank you for the the, the, the two vehicles that I have. One is a, is a is a truck that I'm working on right now, fixing the back brakes on. The vehicle that I have that I drive every day. Okay, so I, I'm not I'm not freaking rich, you know. I thank God for the two vehicles that I, I thank God for the house that I have and what it provides for my family. You know, if my kids go broke tomorrow and they need a place to stay, guess what? Yeah. We can all live in that house together. We might not like each other at the end of the day. <laughs> might not be happy about it. Right, right. However, we can work at McDonald's and still afford to live in that house. Yes. You know what I mean? So you have to thank God for and in my like I said, you know, some people thank the universe, some people thank Buddha, some people thank Yahweh. Personally, I'm I'm a you know, a Christian and that's the the belief that I fall on. So I thank God. It's a power you know? greater and, than yourself. Ex- you know, here's the thing. It we all come and and this is a, a show for another day and it's probably too deep for the 70%, I don't know. But we all come from a source of energy. And at the end of the day, that energy is what is guiding us. It, you, you know what I mean? 
So anyway, mm-hmm. so back on track here. We have three <laughs> shows already just from Cassie. This is great. As a there producer, you go. I love this. <laughs> yeah, we got to let the little stuff go, Mike. I know. I know. I know. I'm getting too deep here. I'm with you. Well, no, I mean, in general, I'm, I'm saying in general, you know, all the things that we have to be thankful for, those little things like creamer or if you spill your coffee or mm-hmm. whatever it is, they don't matter so much. No doubt. I agree. I'm with you. So, Cassie, thank you very much for joining us today on the 70% podcast. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Sir, Love for, meeting for you. Coming. Come back again. You too. Oh, we, we're definitely going to have to bring Cassie back because Cassie has a, she has a lot of depth. I know right today we just skimmed upon her depth, but forget about it. I mean, we talked a little bit about her alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm another teasing. show. No, show. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> we Just talked a little fun. bit about her. Yeah, yeah. Let's her get fun mom stuff. on too. She yeah. sounds like a <laughs> oh, she's, oh, she's crazy. We I, talked I, about. No, her. I love. I love her. Never mind. I. She's still crazy, but I am too. I mean, I just you know, I admit it. Yeah. Yeah. We we talked about her fun side and stuff like that and stuff. You know. Um. So and. But thank you very much for being on tonight, Cassie. I truly appreciate it. Um, this is Mike Sewell, and this is the 70% Podcast. Typically, Amy Alexander is with us, and she would normally say thank you for joining 70% Podcast this evening. And I would typically chime in with saying like, share, subscribe, and no doubt, enjoy your evening. <laughs>